Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world, we're glad that you all could join us as well. Well, I'm excited to welcome back best-selling author Yasmin Ungo to our program today. She's written a book that I think you guys are going to really enjoy. It's called They Come at Night. Now, if the name sounds familiar, Yasmin has given us another great book featuring Nina Knight. We're going to talk to her about the success of that, what it's been like for her to revisit Nina in this newest book, but also what's been the response from her readers as well. If you all are not staying connected with Yasmin, we'll let you guys know where to find her online. But Yasmin, thank you again for the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Cyrus. Hey, glad to do it. So I should say for our audience, they probably will remember, yes, but you were supposed to join us at the end of last year. We had some crazy tech issues mm-hmm. going on, but Yasmin was, was gracious enough to be able to reschedule with us, so we're really, really excited about that. So, Yasmin, I want to talk about this experience with Nina Knight. What has it been like for you mm-hmm. to see the way that readers have gravitated to this character and really rooted for her from the first book to the second? Well, um, it's been amazing, to be honest, because, you know, when I uh, first initially decided that she was going to have this job that, you know, people would have an issue with, like, how do I, you know, come on board with someone who actively goes, you know, to kill people um, as an assassin, um, and I wasn't sure how, you know, people were going to take it, and so it was something in the first book that I really had to to work with to to make her, you know, a character that the readers would root for and would be able to, in a sense, forgive, you know, the, the job that she, that she has. And so uh, speaking with readers and getting their feedback that they were able to do that, they were able to see beyond, like, she does this horrible thing. And there's a lot of, you know, a lot of us have jobs that we don't like, jobs that, you know, people think are less than or, or whatever, but we still have to do what we have to do. And so, um, you know, readers were able to put that to the side and really see, you know, Nina for who she is, that she is not inherently bad, um, because no one is, um, that she has values that they can that they can really go for and and be invested in and also it's been great um hearing from readers how interested they are in my Ghanaian culture um, in learning new things and in being taken back to ghana with her in the second book and and things like that so that's been that's really been fun it's funny hearing you say that, Yasmin, because I think part of the reason why readers can connect and you've made this easier, and I know I saw you say in another interview or another um, conversation that people don't have to have read, um, that the first book, which I, I totally agree that it, you know, it, it definitely is a great standalone with They Come at Night, but I think because we know her backstory, I think we as readers, and know that, that there's more to her than meets the eye. And I think, again, that's something that makes her relatable because I think for the majority of us, it's more to us than meets the eye. Do you think that is part of it because of the way you were able to share how she became who she is and and what really is her motivation, I guess that's what I'm getting at, that kind of makes her easier to be able to connect with? I definitely think so because if we meet her in well in, in the second one, you know, she's a little bit softer than she is when we initially meet her in her adult self um, in the first. Um, mm-hmm. But you really get um, – 
a, a, you know, like you said, a grounding of how these relationships, her relationships with court and with uh, Georgia and even with her family and with Kegel as well, how that was established and how, you know, this assassin came to be around all of these people. It makes a little bit more sense. And while, yeah, yeah uh, the second one can definitely be a standalone, I always is really, I love a good origin story. And mm-hmm. so the first is like Nina's origin story and where it can really ground the reader in this history that she's having, like the evolution of of Nina. She's still evolving and she'll evolve throughout the three, you know, the three books and everything. But that's really like the, you know, the the, the total breakdown of her and then the, the rebuilding that she had to do for herself. And I think that helps the reader to really understand and appreciate her journey more. Yeah, you just said something. Yes, I was going to have some people upset here. Uh, I, w- I was going to talk Uh-oh. about this three-book thing a little bit later. I saw that when I went to pre-order <laughs> the, the next book. But we, we're going to save that. We're going to save that part of the conversation. But So uh, let, let's go back then to – how Yasmin has connected to Nina, because one thing that is interesting, and I'll talk around this for those who have not read They Come at Night, is that we do get a very interesting sense of her idea of justice, what justice looks like. Um, And I think also, and I think a lot of people, again, can relate to this. None of us like to be betrayed. None of us want to have someone who we feel like is family and even you know, Nina says that, and I'll, I won't talk about that scene, but she talks about that. When you're talking about people who are close to you, when you, when someone in your inner circle violates that trust and that space, you are put in an interesting situation. What was that like for you to kind of put yourself, Yasmin, in that what-if scenario for yourself? I mean, well, I've been in that scenario, um, and and so I really just had to reflect you know, on, on how I feel when, how I felt when I was going through it. And, um, okay. and it was, it's something that totally devastates you. Um, and you don't even know, you know, how to move from that and how to trust again and, and do things, you know, like that. And so when she's put in that situation, um, that her trust in someone that she never thought would betray her has, uh, she doesn't know what to do with that. And, and it's something that you just, if you're just so hurt, and disappointed, and you're like, where do I go from here? And now I've got to do this thing that I don't want to do because you did this thing, you know, that you shouldn't have done. Why did you, you know, you get mad at that person because you're like, why did you have to go do this thing? And so those were all of the emotions and and thoughts and questions that I had when I, you know, went through mine. And so when when Nina is, Nina was really cathartic for me because when she's going through it, it helped, you know, me figure out, Things, which I probably didn't, but it helps her, you know, to really figure out, um, you know, where she goes from there. And that is something that, you know, she kind of deals with in the third book. Yeah. And I think, too, dealing with her own mortality in this book and yeah. her limitations as well, I think that is the other mm-hmm. big thing uh, as well. As, as she talks about when she feels as though she's helpless, being able to protect, you know, those who, you know, who, who were, were close to her, I'll put it that way, right. um, and, right. and having that connection. So I want to widen out the conversation before we get back to why people are going to be upset. Uh, yeah, yes, but I want to widen it out and to talk about <laughs> – when when Nina first came to you, did you was her art clear to you from the very beginning, or has she evolved as a character from book one to book two, even for yourself? Um, it's a little bit of both. I kind of knew where I kind of wanted her to go. You know, by the time 
you know, that, that it ends or just to <laughs> kind of build upon the future, you know, yeah. not, you know, because we don't want to say ends or whatever, but, but yeah. also the, you know, her evolution and, and how she evolved her arc also came to me as I was writing because I really try not to like really get into like the nitty gritty. I like for her to be fresh and, and to be, you know, um, as new as possible as I'm writing it. So a lot of times, like, I'm surprised too, you know, like, oh, okay, so this is where we're going with this. All right. And we'll go with that. And then we'll kind of explore that a little bit. But I do have like, oh, I want her to be, you know, at this certain place at this certain stage of her life. Um, and then however we're going to get there and whatever happens with that is what I really don't know. So I learn when everybody, well, I guess I learn before everyone learns because I have to write it, but, but you right. know, we all learn it kind of together. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll go ahead and then address, like I said, when I was, when we had set up this conversation initially and I'd gone to Amazon because I always like to um, support because I like to write reviews as well. And I noticed that it had book three up there, but what I was not expecting was the title of Book three that's coming out later on this year, it ends with night, um, which yeah. in itself may not say too much until you actually read the description as I as a nerd do. And it says <laughs> in this thrilling conclusion <laughs> of the Nina Knight series. Right. So, so I want to ask you about that because I'm sure I'm not the first one to bring this up. First of all, how could you? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but no, but did you, did you, for you in the beginning, that's why I kind of asked that that question earlier did you kind of see three books as kind of this as a trilogy initially or did you just feel like after they come at night that this next one would be a good place to wrap up this chapter for life so um full disclosure i would love for nina to go on and on and on that wasn't my decision that is um that was all published the publisher um and so they wanted it to be a, a trilogy and and so i was like okay i didn't um I didn't even come up with the title because I'm bad at titles anyway. So, yeah, mm. I, too, read the, the installment, cause, and I was like, oh, okay, they really put that final, you know, installment in there, didn't they? <laughs> they weren't playing with me. So, right. so, I don't know. So, readers, if you if you love it and want it to continue, you know, definitely let Thomas and Mercer know, and maybe, you know, they'll, they'll pick up a few more because I think Nina still, you know, she has different things to learn and, and places mm. to go and people to help and also her circle you know, also has things to do. When I initially wrote the the first book, it was intended to be a standalone by itself, and I had a different ending and everything like that. But honestly, like I said, you know, when I'm writing, you know, things change, and I'm like, oh, wow, there's so much of this, you know, I really love this this person I love or this character I love the world I love the people around her Kegel especially and um, I don't want it to end and so I saw so many different places where she could go and so when my publisher were like well you know how about you know can we do some more other than the first I was like yeah definitely because after writing it by the, the time it was done I was I wasn't ready to let her go, so I was happy to you know to make it more of you know a trilogy and everything, and I'd be happy to make it go longer because I really think that you know she's she's somebody that you know people would like to see go on and do the different things that she can do, um, and the the different things that she could learn because she's always learning. So so yeah 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 that's yeah. Well, I say it gives us something. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was gonna, I was just no, no, go ahead. I, I will say that in the third, you know, I I did make it 
so that it is not totally, you know, it's not totally closed. Whether the editor, whether my editor likes it or not, it's in there. So, <laughs> so there's always a door or a window, right? <laughs> Hey, we we love we love adore it. Hey, and then too, maybe this is just making time for the TV series. Who knows, Yasmin? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It it, it may be <laughs> giving you time to get that together. Uh, so I want to talk about readers because I, you have them all over the place. Uh, I noticed even when, when I posted on social media about you you coming on, even fellow authors or fans of yours were sharing it. A uh, shout out to uh, our friend Elliot. Um, he's one of the authors I saw shared it. So what has that been like for you, Yasmin, to have not only just, you know, readers like myself enjoy your work, but also your peers enjoy your, your work as well. Well, that's been amazing because, you know, I have incredible imposter syndrome and I read their books and I'm like, oh my gosh, these are amazing. And look, and even with you, you know, with all the things that you're doing, you know, all the different um uh, opportunities that have opened up for you. And I'm just like, wow, like all of these people are so accomplished. You're so accomplished, Cyrus. And you like little old me, you know? And so that's, you know, I, I just am like, I still can't believe it. You know, when, when even you say, oh, this book, I really like it. Or, or they say it because I think that, you know, everyone is so much more accomplished. And my mom says, I shouldn't say that. I should fake it. Like I'm real like proud and all this <laughs> other stuff like in public. But, I mean, I just got to be me, and I'm just like, I'm always in yeah. awe of everyone else. And so when they're like, well, I really, even, you know, could be just a regular reader, I really love your, you know, your story, and I, and, and uh, Nina resonates with me, and I can't stand that, Paul. I get that a lot. And um, and I'm like, thank you. I, oh, my gosh, you, like, really read this thing. And people will email me wow. and, and tell me how they want to, like, pull Paul's innards out and stuff. I'm like, wow, all right. Well, Mission accomplished, I think that you know. <laughs> so. Exactly. Well, look. Let me just say, I I I know what that feels like. I feel the same way. I get the same feeling, I, and I appreciate the kind words. But I tell you, it is definitely warranted. Yes, I mean, you're such a talented uh, author. And the thing is, you bring us into the story, and you make us curious about the world. Because as someone who's never traveled outside the country, you, you make us curious. Is that something you've heard from other readers too? That you make them want to know more about this world that Nina lives in. Absolutely. Um, I, I get that quite a bit, and I appreciate that because that's exactly what I wanted. I definitely set out to, to make people who weren't that aware of Ghana um, and other African countries or, or had certain, you know, perceptions of how Africans are um, and, and how we live and, and things like that. And I definitely wanted to, to open up everyone's eyes to, you know, this new, not, not even a new, but this different group of you know, people of the African diaspora who are, you know, are not living, you know, people sometimes say, oh, you guys live in huts and things like that, like suction, but these people do not. These people are very educated and wealthy and, you know, they work within the shadows on purpose to do what they need. And so I, I definitely wanted the, you know, readers to see this powerful, strong, um, you know, uh, educated these Africans, because that's how we are, and that's who we are, and, and, and Black Americans, too, and everything, is, and, and people that are so um, underrepresented and, and so, you know, looked down upon in this new light, where people will be like, oh, okay, I never even thought about that, but now that's yeah. their norm. Now it's not so weird for them to see, um, you know, people who look like us in these spaces that have always been held, like, by white spaces, you know what I mean? 
Love that. Such a great point. And I can honestly say, as someone who lives in Mississippi, I get that about living in tents and huts as well. Uh, so I totally yeah. relate to this. <laughs> you know, people have an interesting <laughs> idea of, of individuals' lives. So it, it is uh, definitely something good. Well, I'm excited about book three. I hope you will come back. And we have to get you on our Amazon live show as well, Yasmin, um, to be able to talk what? about this when book three comes in. I would love to be doing on camera with you an interactive uh, Amazon live show with you as well, because I think, you know, these, these characters that you've created outside of Nina I think are so interesting so I think to have some time to kind of talk about that would definitely be great but again everyone Yasmin Ungo has been our guest the new bestseller from her is They Come at Night it's available now through our friends at Amazon.com you all can get your copy there as well as the first book in the series book three coming later on this year and Yasmin how can our audience stay connected with you Oh, yes. I am on Twitter at Yaz a Writer and on Instagram at um, author underscore Yaz. I'm also on Facebook if you just, you know, look up my page and everything like that. And you can always go to my website, yasminongo.com, and email me and, and tell me, you know, who you would like to kill from this book and we'll talk about it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, that's quite a conversation to have with someone. <laughs> right, right. Yes, and congratulations again. Thank you so much again for rescheduling with us. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to chatting with you later on this year. Thank you for having me, definitely. Thanks. Glad to do it. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Thank you as always. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let's go make today amazing. Take care. <laughs>